0: Chicago. Can it. not the bibo? Don't be the on fire. All the way to the championship. Say Chicago.
1: Gentlemen, boys, and girls, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my guy Goose. And we are here after a goddamn barn burner. The Bulls win 116 to 115 on the back of Zach. Levine. Before we get into this game, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnut.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at bulls on tap at ontap Following my dude Goose at bulls scripted, and following myself at buzz on tap. Goose, take me through not just the last part of the game, your your emotions in that last ten seconds of play.
0: <sighs> last ten <laughs> seconds of play. Ooh. I mean, Kobe hit that easy, easy two, and then, oh, man, I mean, <laughs> ironically, we're going to harp on Archie at some point in this, this podcast, because Jim's a dick, but um, Archie gets the steal, Zach hits another fucking three-pointer, and we win by one point.
1: Un-fucking-real.
0: Um, I I don't know what to feel. I just hope that Jim's bags are still getting packed. I hope that was Zach's big old fuck you to Jimbo uh, and his bags are getting packed because I'd hate to see Jim (laughs) stick around because Zach Levine carried this team after Jim literally called him out. And I hope the Bulls don't try to give him credit for that.
1: Oh, Jim deserves no credit because his rotation is what pretty much threw this game away in the third quarter and the fourth. Marvin Williams was eating up our guards. And I so let's just start with this game. Let's, let's get to the first quarter. Zach scores 11 in the first quarter. This is the Zach Levine game, so we're going to start talking about him a lot here. Zach scores 11 in the first quarter. He, was, he started the game 5-for-5 five five from three-point land. Dude was on absolute fire, in fuego. All right? And despite the efforts... Of Zach Levine and the offense because all of our starters were in the plus and the plus minus. Jim found a way with his rotations to fuck it up. And I don't understand. I, I think people got to see a glimpse that Shaq Harrison should not be a starter on the NBA. Even though people were calling for it yesterday because they tried to lead somewhat of a comeback in the fourth quarter against Miami. Ryan Archidiacono looked lost out there today. And again, I can't really blame all that on him because he was put in bad situations by his head coach. Yet again, you have anything to elaborate on my couple thoughts there?
0: No, I mean that whole second half it was like Jim was playing in the first game of a back-to-back trying to rest his better players for the second game. And it's – It's getting hard to watch. It's getting hard to watch. It's been fucking hard to watch. Um, We've led in so many games. We lead the league in forced turnovers. There are several other categories that winning teams possess that we excel in. Three-point shooting hasn't been one. You wouldn't know that by Zach's game tonight. Um, But... Jim's rotation's just, I never know what the hell he's thinking. Like,
1: And you'll never get in his mind either, dude. You'll never get in his mind. Uh, honest to God, you'll never understand what he's trying to do because it, it's, obvi- it, honestly, it's... its
0: I don't think he knows what he's trying to fucking that, do. That's
1: exactly what I mean. That's why you'll never know what he's trying to do. I'm, I'm looking at him right now. As we're recording this, I'm looking at this press conference, and he's just got this, this stupid-ass smile on his face. I can't hear what he's saying because I got the TV on mute. But if I was in there right now, and I honest to God, I would just i I'd have to ask the question. What is going through your mind when you're playing four guards? And you, I mean, you have Miles Bridges, uh, 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 Marvin Williams, and Biombo in there.
0: No, the other team's playing big outside of Devontae Graham. And you have Ryan Archie Archidiakono and Zach Levine on Marvin Williams.
1: It it makes no sense, bro.
0: That cannot happen. You can't criticize Zach Levine and call him out and say you suck at defense and then go, Hey, Zach, why don't you go guard Marvin Williams in the fourth quarter of a game that we're losing in? How does that sound?
1: (laughs) You know, Zach, I think that if you use your spirit, you can definitely stop him. I'll show you how to I stop put, him by putting I, Archie I on. Put
0: Archie on Giannis. I put Archie on Butler. If fucking Archie can do it, so can you. You're athletic, he's weak.
1: Hey Jim, we lost those games. What do you what, what do you think?
0: <laughs> well, I, think, I think you need to try harder because Archie's given his all. I need to see it out of you. <laughs>
1: Oh God! I don't like. I'm don't get me wrong. I'm very happy we won this game, but we we all here need to realize that we just beat a, a very not good team. Uh and it, the you team know what, that We lost last, our opener too. Right. Remember last night when we were recording the podcast and the Bulls were a one point favorite?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not gonna lie. At some parts of this game, it felt like the refs were trying to uh, swing the Vegas line because. That call on Wendell Carter Jr. Um I about lost my shit.
1: Oh yeah. Oh there I mean there is Wendell Carter Jr.
0: didn't even know that Cody Zeller was there.
1: Oh, you're he talking had, about the over the back. Okay.
0: Yes, I'm I'm talking about the over the back that somehow was a foul on Wendell Carter Jr.
1: You I mean you mean we, to tell me you thought that was a foul on Zeller? You can't climb up someone's back like that?
0: <laughs> no you cannot jump over the top of the guy who has the legitimate position going straight up for a rebound
1: well the nba refs just, uh disagree with you bud
0: uh, well i disagree with the nba and a lot of things so <laughs> we'll leave it at that um nba refs you suck i can't get fined for it so i guess i can throw that out there i don't know why i'm being shy about it uh you blow um you're the reason why we have a stupid fucking challenge light. And we shouldn't have to have that. Like, just do your damn job.
1: I, I, I agree with that. Let's run through this stat line real quick, brother. So in 28 minutes of just play. Skip, f-
0: skip Lowry's line, please. I don't want to look at it.
1: Yes, sir. I will skip it. Uh, in, in 28 minutes of play, Tomas Sadaronski, 28 minutes, four for eight from the field, two for five from downtown, 10 points, eight assists, three boards, hit a clutch three there at the end of the game as well. Zach Levine, our starting shooting guard, 35 minutes, 17 for 28 from the field, 13 of 17. Chicago Bulls record from downtown, 49 points, four rebounds, no assists, and uh, he actually did have five personal fouls. So thank God, huh? <laughs> he didn't. Uh, he didn't get screwed there. Uh, Sada was a plus 13. Zach was a plus 15. Um, Shaq Harrison, 14 minutes, no shot attempts, finished a plus six. He had three assists and a board. Uh, no points, 17 points for Wendell Carter Jr., along with 11 rebounds and two blocks, two steals, three assists, and 34 minutes of play. And to round out the starting lineup, 24 minutes for Lowry Markinen, who logged one for nine. I'm sorry. He was very bad, bud. Very, very bad. But he was a plus and the minus. Or no, he wasn't a plus. He was just dead even. I'm sorry. He, he was He was even. So he he did not contribute nor let, let,
0: let's 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 skip over that. Let's let's get to the Iceman. Let's let's get to Kobe. Let's <laughs> let's talk about the young lad who uh did his best with Zach Levine to win us this game by one measly point.
1: Well uh when Archie and Kobe were back in the game, uh Kobe was like a, a minus sixteen or fifteen like that. He ended the game at a at a minus five. Archie actually ended at a minus one after being a minus fourteen at one point. But uh, Kobe White, 28 points, 2 steals, 3 assists, 2 rebounds, 12 for 19 from the field, 4 for 9 from downtown, and 34 minutes of play off the bench. Absolutely huge game from Kobe White. Other than that, our bench really didn't give us anything. Everybody on our bench finished, finished minus in the plus minus. Thad airballed, airballed, I think, half of the shot attempts that he took.
0: Please uh, don't tell Jim that the bench did bad. He'll just think that they need more seasoning.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I mean... I, you know what's funny? He has Archie, and for defensive purposes, right? And against a bigger guy, I mean, you think that Chris Dunn is just as good as Archie defensively, but we're going to leave him on the bench. It makes a lot yeah, of sense.
0: Well, no, yeah, that that makes no sense at all. And at the end of the day, most of our defensive problems don't really have to do with personnel. Outside of Jim refusing to play anybody over six foot five uh, outside of the center position, um, it's like it's the scheme. It's the second and third rotations in the defensive plan that are failing us. It's blitzing the ball handler too quickly and leaving somebody wide open for a three and we're just getting owned and I just it's it's hard it's it's hard even in a win we're talking about how embarrassing our coaches
1: can i can i uh Since our coach is so embarrassing, you want to play guess that stat line real quick? I'm gonna. Uh, I don't
0: think we've played this game before, but no, uh, we 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 we
1: we haven't. We're gonna play hide the rainbow real later too, but uh, (laughs) that was a great. I don't want to know what that one is. That's a great A joke, buddy. So I hope you appreciate that. (laughs) Um, Before we do the guess the stat line, I'm sorry. The Bulls had 27 assists on 43 made shots. They actually started the game with 23 made field goal attempts, and they had 20 assists on those. So great assist night for the Bulls. Um, guess this stat line. 9 for 10, 2 for 3 from downtown, 5 boards, 21 points. I'll give you a hint, opposing team.
0: Don't tell me Bismack Biombo.
1: No, I'm not going to tell you that. It was Marvin Williams, 9 for 10. Two for three downtown. You let Marvin Williams shoot 90% from the field on your ass. And you did nothing to adjust to that whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I would have felt a lot better if it was just Devontae Graham hitting some threes that he shouldn't hit. Or P.J. Washington going off as a rookie after not shooting three points in college. Like Those things are, I guess, somewhat acceptable. But you also should make in-game adjustments, which Jim doesn't seem to make. He just sticks to the same game plan regardless of the team. Um, it's just
1: unbelievable. I don't know. Dude. Uh, Devontae Graham, it, speaking of him, 18 and 10, dude. Double-double for him.
0: No, yeah. He, he took Terry Rozier's job. <laughs> <laughs> he was behind, behind Kyrie forever. He was like, all right, I'm getting paid. I got the job. I'm going to get to play all the time. Nah. Nah. I'm let the Graham start over you fifteen games into the season
1: I'm just like I said, you know let's get into the man of the hour here you know we we've bashed on Jim uh, enough. I mean we could probably make it a whole podcast and just keep talking shit about him and i I don't care if anybody wants to stick up for him or not. They know our twitters they can come talk to us about it that I mean the, Jim's an absolute joke and despite Jim Boylan tonight. Zach Levine and Kobe White willed this team to a W, and uh, kudos to them for doing so. Um, but let's get into Zach, man. Let's get into him. Obviously, you know, we didn't talk about the comments last night because we were already recorded and putting the episode out when the, the initial video came out of Zach Levine. Just so everybody knows, we never even watch, I mean, we do watch them eventually, but after the game, we record this episode immediately. So we don't watch the post-game press conference with Boylan until after usually, you know, after we've recorded the podcast. So the comments that Zach made last night about, you know, that's just Jim's thing to pull him, and he didn't think he made three outrageous defensive uh, plays in a row and all this stuff. What are your thoughts on Zach's response with his words, and not only his words but with his play tonight?
0: I think Zach's words were – The right words. I think he contained himself given the situation. I think a lot of what we were fed today about them making up and all this and Jim's motivation and what he needs from Zach was a bunch of bullshit for the most part. Um, You know, I think Zach understands that his job is to play basketball and perform. He has underperformed a good amount of this season. Jim's job is to coach the team and his shitty as he is at coaching, as long as he's here, it's part of Zach's job to listen to what his coach has to say. So I think the way Zach handled it um, from a media standpoint was about as good as you could expect from your coach calling you out to the media despite all the other problems going on. Um, Zach's play, shit. Like I said, (laughs) I think Zach should be packing Jim's bags for him because to me this was the it's him or me game, and Zach went out, set career highs and just about everything, and pretty much said, I'm a player. He's not a coach.
1: Uh, yeah, I. That that's that's a great way to put it. I, I take this game in, a lot of people are starting to give, but I'm just scrolling through the Twitter feed right now, and a lot of people are starting to give Jim Boylan credit for Zach Levine's game tonight. What? I, 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 dude, I'm, I disagree with that
0: wholeheartedly. How can you give Jim any credit for that?
1: I don't understand how they do because Jim, Zach just, liter- you just watched Zach Levine put the team on his back. Okay, that's what you watched.
0: No, oh, yeah, this and is, this so- was pretty much Zach Levine saying, "You can say they're bad shots for me, but they're not, and you don't have anybody better than me to take these shots." What is your offense when I'm off the floor, especially when you run Archie, Thad, Dunn, um, who the hell else did he have out there? He didn't have Gafford. He had no offense on the floor. Like, this whole entire game from the start, Zach came out facilitating, which is something that I have felt Zach should do more. I think Zach should play the point guard position. I think Sato should be the shooting guard. I think Zach should guard the opposing team's point guard, because that would keep him more engaged on the defense end consistently.
1: Well, we were supposed to get that with the, uh, you know, no primary ball handler offense. And, and a lot of people are going to come at you about facilitating, because Zach didn't have an assist tonight, but he was initiating the offense a lot in the first half.
0: And, and that's all that matters. If you're watching the game, you know what Zach does for your offense. It doesn't matter how many assists he has on a night. He is the reason why your team's going to get open shots because he's going to create for himself and others. He does need to get better at the creating aspect. But we've been trying to force the ball into Sato's hands, and he's being passive because he knows that he needs to defer to Zach as well. So you have a conflicting situation there. Solve it by putting the ball in Zach's hands and letting Sato be aggressive when he gets to touch the ball. Right. I
1: uh- <laughs> I want to get to the, uh, I want to get to a, a very crucial point in the game, obviously, and that's when the Bulls ran out of timeouts. We had to keep running the ball up the floor. I want to talk about the second to last three pointer that Zach made. Do you think he called bank on that shit?
0: I don't give a shit if he called. i bank just, on just, I'm
1: just asking, man.
0: You think he called bank no, on that shit? No, he didn't call bank on it. He, <laughs> was, he was halfway to the logo, if not further. Um, sometimes when it's your night, it's your night. You know, shoot or shoot. Uh, and some nights a lot go in, and tonight was Zach's night. He was feeling it. I, there's, not, and that's the problem is when Zach is there's not a bucket on the floor that this dude can't make. There isn't. I haven't seen one. The the shots that he makes outside of driving are insane. His driving attempts are just as nuts. So it's it's always hard for me when I see this stuff on Twitter about Trey Zach get rid of Zach, he's horrible it's like, no he, he needs to be used properly
1: right, I agree with that, you know, I, I really do agree with that, and to get I, I know I've been t- kind of jumping all over the place but it's just such a crazy ass game and I'm like scrolling through because people are asking us questions and stuff like that, I, I should just start a fucking question thing on here to have people shoot us questions before, during and then, you know, for ten minutes after the game so we could answer them
0: we're but, cool enough for a mailbag?
1: I think we might be cool enough for a mailbag. We we always usually get, like, eight or nine questions on here. So, I mean, I, you know, we should answer them, you know. Um, so next episode, we'll start that shit up. But uh, to get to the point about Zach and, you know, I, I think he definitely called bank. I kid. Of course he didn't. But awesome shot regardless. And then get, to getting back to that Boylan uh, comment that I gave to you, you know, because people are saying that Boylan, you know, contributed to this win, and it, you know, By benching Zach, he unleashed Zach. uh, Despite of what Jim Boylan did tonight, that's why Zach Levine won us this game, is because Boylan fucked up royally, and he blew another 14-point lead with his shitty rotations and his shitty offensive sets when he doesn't leave a score in the game and just has a defensive unit that's decent defensively, not even elite defenders. But, uh, again, we know who won this game for us. We know how they won this game for us. This game was solely put on the back of, you know, three of our stars and it's, it was really nice to see because Wendell came up huge with an offensive board uh, at the end of the game. Kobe White hit a couple big threes, and then obviously we saw what Zach Levine did. That, after that steal where they all collapsed on the ball, it was Archie, Kobe, and Zach, where they all collapsed on the ball, and Zach gets it, and he sprints back to the three-point line and just jacks a fadeaway three and, and drills it with .8 seconds left on the clock. That's some star shit right there. And I don't know no, how you I mean, feel about that. That's, that's star shit because he wants the ball. He, you know, I'm not saying that he might be a number one no, or not. That's, that's
0: Zach's biggest flaw is he wants the ball too much. Right. And he has to continue to learn when he's supposed to have the ball, when he's supposed to take those kind of shots. When you're down and you're desperate and you're the best guy to take the shot and you need it quick – that's the time when you can afford that halfway to the fucking logo jumper that banks in. You can afford that then because you're going to lose the game anyway. Right. In the middle of the game when you have a lead, that's when you need to be driving to the paint, trying to get to the free throw line, slow the game down, control the game. And that's ultimately what he has to learn. I do think, and I've always thought that Zach is an underrated playmaker. Um, You know, There's nights where he definitely dribbles too much and takes way too long to make a decision. But at the end of the day, I think you want the ball in his hands more than anybody else's on this team. Am I wrong in that assumption?
1: Absolutely not. And you know what? Another uh, another point that's being thrown out here, too, by some people. Shout-out Jordan Miller. I think that was just him who tweeted this at me. Um, Everybody that was worried about Kobe White and Zach Levine playing together in the same lineup. Uh, I think, oh, no, that's down the road. That's
0: that's not a problem. That's a right. masterpiece.
1: Right. And I think that this was a little glimpse. I'm not saying let it happen right now. We definitely need Kobe scoring off the bench still. Uh, that's the smart move to make at this point in time. But the fact that they just closed out a game together, they were sharing the ball, and they were looking to get each other involved in any well, capacity, not- that shows that they can play together in the future.
0: Well, and not only that, the only rotational adjustment that Jim made tonight that made sense was when you had Wendell, Lowry, Sato, Levine, and White on the floor. Obviously, we're down Otto Porter Jr. when he's in the game. You don't have to have Sato with three. But with the personnel you're working with right now, that was the one rotational adjustment that I saw tonight that I, I could get behind. That's something I want to see more of.
1: Right. Right. I mean... I, I again, I'm very, very happy we won this game. There's a, you know, I guess it's kind of our job, and I put it in air quotes, uh, to, you know, dissect these games and really talk about how we want them to look, and everything like that. And I, uh, to be 100 percent honest with you, I'm just, I'm very, very happy for Zach Levine tonight. Uh, I think that he needed this game for his psyche, and more than anything, I really hope that this was a, uh, a wake up call for Jim Boylan. And, well, and our
0: schedule is pretty soft here coming up. We're literally, we're a game out of the eighth seed again.
1: <laughs> well, right. I mean, yeah, and then we have Portland next, if I'm not mistaken, correct? And they're sitting at 5-11 right now.
0: Yep, and I I don't know if Lillard's playing.
1: Uh, I have not heard if he's going to be back or not yet. It seemed like on the broadcast, when I do remember them talking about it, that he would not be playing. You know, but I, again, I could be wrong. So, um, but we'll, we'll get into that game real quick here. So, Going to the United Center. Um and again, thank you, Zach Levine, for winning us that game. But going to the United Center on Monday, which is november twenty fifth, the six and eleven Chicago Bulls will go against the five and eleven Portland Trailblazers. Um in the matchup predictor, I like I like to read this thing because it's fun. So the matchup predictor has Portland winning this game with a fifty-one point eight percent percentage to win. The Bulls are at a forty-eight point two percent chance to win. Um Yeah, I mean, two struggling teams here. Portland added Carmelo Anthony, which I'm sure will. Game over. We lose. Oh, we probably will when we fucking put Ryan Archidiakono on him.
0: No. No. (laughs) No. Why (laughs) Why did you have to put that in the universe? Now it's going to happen. Well, you know it was going to happen anyway. I was just debating. I have work off that day. I was like, hmm, maybe I'll actually go to that game. And... Now I don't want to go. <laughs> well,
1: I don't blame you because you're going to see a lot of Ryan Archdiakino guarding fucking Carmelo Anthony. But uh, you know, I, again, I hope in this game that the Bulls are able to do what you know what they can to try to pull out a W. Again, I, it, it's hard to. I would like to see the Bulls get a lead and sustain it. That's my goal for the game.
0: You know what the key to that would be? Not playing Ryan Archdiakino 11 more minutes than Thaddeus Young.
1: Or yeah, or putting anybody that's smaller. In no, literally, situations.
0: Thaddeus Young played 13 minutes and 33 seconds. This is some bullshit. <laughs> this was our best free agent acquisition. And you're doing this man like this, and I get there's some points at the game where I'm looking at that like, what the are you doing?
1: Well, you had a tweet minutes. that made a lot of sense, though. You had a tweet that made a lot of sense. Sometimes he's forcing shit because... He can't get into a rhythm because he doesn't get to play enough to get into a rhythm.
0: Well, he can't get a rhythm, and then you're putting him on the floor with nobody else that can play offense. He's not an offensive player. He's a grit and grind. I'll do the best that I can at everything, which is above average at just about everything. He'll make your occasional wide-open shot from wherever on the floor. But he's not supposed to be your primary offensive option, and that's what you're making him in these lineups. And then you're playing him, what, if you play 13 minutes in four quarters, you divvy that up, that ain't even three minutes at a time. So he's sitting from warm-ups to when he put him in the game, and maybe you'll play him six, seven, eight minutes in that stretch. Tonight, he didn't have a bad stat line. He was pretty instrumental. He was five, six, and four with one steal in 13 minutes, and his man can't get any more time? Oh, man. How do you stuff a stat sheet better than that in 13 minutes? I mean, it was two of nine. But that comes back to making him the primary offensive option in a lineup, which should never fucking happen on a team with players like Zach Levine, Kobe White, and Larry Markinen. Truth, my brother. I agree
1: with what you just said, man. I agree with what you just said. Hope like, <laughs> Hopefully Jim's uh, rotations get a little bit better. Hopefully he's just fired by Monday. I doubt that. I doubt that at all. This might have just extended his
0: tenure a little bit. The the worst thing about this win is we're a game out of the playoffs, and the Bulls are just going to be like, all right, well, we can't fire a coach because we really don't have that much better of an option, and we can't fire another coach because then they're going to put up another fucking billboard, and, oh, shit, we're stuck with Jim.
1: (laughs) Gar packs can come up with any excuse they want. We all hope that you enjoyed this episode of Bulls on Tap with a huge, crazy ass win from the Chicago Bulls tonight. Again, willed by Zach Levine, Kobe White, and company. Uh, be sure to join us after Monday's game against the Portland Trail Blazers. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on all of our Twitter platforms at Bulls on Tap, at tap at Bulls Scripted, which is my dude Goose, and myself at Buzz on Tap. We'll be back Monday night.
0: Let's go, Bulls! Yeah.